spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. So if you're one of those people who stomped out of Akershire Stadium the other day or turned off your TV or slammed shut your stream on the laptop, this is not going to be the episode for you. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of penguins and pirates in the same place that you found this. And I hope you'll check those out as well. Steelers versus Titans tomorrow night, also at Akershire Stadium, 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time kickoff. And if you thought the season ended with that putrid performance Sunday against the Jaguars. If you lost all hope or you chose to lose all hope, you're not going to appreciate this friendly reminder that your favorite football team is still four and three and two and oh inside the AFC North and three and two inside the AFC. And as such, they're officially the second-place team in the division, the sixth-place team in the conference, which means that if the AFC playoffs were to begin today, and they don't, unfortunately, the Steelers would be right in the thick of them. They'd be a wild-card team. In fact, they'd have an upper hand over the Browns, who are the seventh-place team, and Another division rival, the Bengals, who are really dealing from the back of the pack in more ways than one, in that they're 0-2 inside the division, 0-3 inside the conference. You following me here? Like, you can want the season to be over because you don't enjoy watching this offense, or for that matter, don't enjoy certain aspects of watching this defense that was gashed for 397 yards on Sunday and saved itself through some excellence in terms of three takeaways and all three red zone trips being stopped. They're tough to take in. I get that. It's tough right now to find hope for this team, whether that's tomorrow night, whether that's the next few weeks, whether that's the next few years, presuming Kenny Pickett, Najee Harris, and others who are younger and have been counted upon don't come through. It's no picnic right now being a fan of this team, I'm sure. But the math is not your friend if you're ready to just close the book on them. Let's take it further. The Titans aren't very good. They're coming off a nice W, but 
there's nothing special about them. Their offensive line is weak. Their defensive secondary is weak. And yes, I know I, I know the Steelers have those problems too. I'm not comparing. Just just hear this part just in the Tennessee perspective. The Titans aren't good. The Packers, the next opponent, also aren't good. Now, these Steelers could very easily lose to both of those teams and not one of us would be surprised. However, they also could win those games, both of them. And if they do, they're six and three. And something within those games will have had to go right for them to win them. Something, anything, even if it's just a fourth quarter burst like the L.A. game. You'll have had some specific reason to smile about the performance. Maybe even see some sort of progression in the performance. And what happens then? What happens then? Then they're six and three. They're even more set, more solidly in place. And they're then looking at a couple of division games. And we all know how division games can go. You can pretty much throw out every pregame analysis when it comes to stuff that's inside the AFC North. That's been true for a few years now, and it even includes Cleveland, where it didn't for a couple of decades. You see where I'm going here? Like, I I get, I get the raw emotion, the energy that followed this Jacksonville game. It was discouraging, and I think I'm using that term properly. It was the kind of thing that would make you Stop or try to stop even caring about what it is that you're seeing. You get mad, you get disillusioned. You say, head coach stinks. They're not going to be any good as long as he's here. Head coach isn't even taking this seriously because the offensive coordinator's here. He stinks. I'm not going to pay attention to these guys until. Until they're all gone and this is all cleared up. But even then, I don't believe in Art Rooney. I don't think he's going to make the same moves that his dad would have made. And the math is still there. It's still screaming at you when you open those standings on your computer screen. It's literally right at you. And you've got nowhere to run, nowhere to hide from that. Okay? Can we agree on that much? I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but can we agree on that much? This is still, and amazingly so, salvageable. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. Today's J1Q comes all the way from Sweden. Johan says, hello, DK, isn't the whole point of a running back that he is supposed to be fast? Even I, as a football fan in Sweden, can see that Najee Harris is slow. So why, DK, do the Steelers draft him in the first round, and why are they still playing him? I don't get it. 
Also, he likes to run into his own linemen. <laughs> oh, man. They're bringing it all the way from Sweden now. I have a, a new policy that I want to adopt for myself as it relates to Najee. For however much longer he's in Pittsburgh, and remember that management has to make a decision on his fifth-year option after the current season. I just want to see what he has. I don't want to debate or even really discuss what his trajectory is toward his future, uh, what he's done to date vis a vis the offensive line's performance, vis a vis changing quarterbacks, and everything else that's gone into Najee's tenure here. Just Go out there and, and run. Run to the best of your ability. Run for a bunch of yards. Run for a bunch of touchdowns. And that's it. Just shut me up. Shut everybody up. Shut up, Johan, all the way over across an ocean in several seas. If you're going to get 10, 15 carries a game, make the most of them. Get 75, 80 yards, even 100, you know, first round pick. Get 100. If you're going to get a couple of swing passes, go ahead and bust one of those. Do the stuff that Jalen Warren does. Do the stuff that other top running backs, or I should say not other, top running backs in the NFL do. I, I'm really, honestly, this Najee topic more than any other seems to light people up in one direction or the other. Because everybody loved Najee. When he was taken, everybody loved and still loves, I think, these occasional spurts or bursts that he'll have where he'll look like he's just ready to take the game over. And you know what I'm talking about. Did it in the third quarter in Houston where you just go, whoa, hey, that's what we're talking about right there. Do that. But then you don't see it at other times and you see. And this is the stuff I think you're asking about specifically, Johan, is these, these slow approaches to the line. I don't believe that those are as much about Najee being physically slow. To try to answer you, the actual question that you asked, I think that they're him thinking that he's got some style that he really can't put into practice. There are times when he looks like he wants to be Le'Veon Bell, where he'll just kind of get to the line and wait for something to develop and then take another step and a half and still wait for something to develop. Boom, he's down. Of course he's down. Lev had a rhythm. Lev had vision like crazy. And he could see not the first hole, he could see the second hole even before he hit the first one. So he would move into the first hole and then zig or zag left or right. You can picture it as I'm describing it, right? He, he came here with a gift. You can say what you want about how he left and his screwy agent and all that other stuff, but the dude was special for a short while there as a running back. And a pass catcher. And does everything. A blocker, too. He was special. Najee isn't. At least not from the time he entered the NFL 
to the time I'm doing this episode for you. Maybe he'll do that tomorrow night. Maybe he'll outshine Derrick Henry the way Travis Etienne outshined him on the same field. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe he'll run like crazy against the Packers and he'll have a big second half like he did last season and everybody, me and Johan and you and the dude in the back of Section 537 at Akersher who's been bad-mouthing Najee all along. I'm making that up, but you know what I'm saying. Maybe we'll all just say, hey, you know what? Steelers have no choice but to exercise that fifth-year option. This is a truly, truly legitimate player. Let him decide this argument, not us. Let him do it. I appreciate the question, Johan. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers, wherever you happen to be, and we're going to do another one of these tomorrow. 